We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Tuesday, it's January 2nd, it is 2024, playing my music for the first time in 2024. Joined today by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, it's 2024, Happy New Year, Happy New Year to all the listeners. What's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Happy New Year to you as well. And, uh, you know, we're kicking this thing off. The, the funny thing about the new year for me, Stevie, with uh, when it kicks off, we we get golf kind of starting back up. NBA is right before the All-Star break. So teams kind of some teams maybe try to go on a surge. Some teams maybe try to cruise to get those guys those days off. And then, you know, right after the break, man, NBA just really cranks up. and We start seeing some really competitive basketball again. So I. I love this time of year. Baseball's coming up soon. So here we are, man. I'm, I'm ready to rock. Oh, yeah. NASCAR starts in like a month. Um, I like started like so my my like first week of January always starts like redigging into NASCAR. Um, so yeah. that that's what I'll be doing over the next like week and a half is starting to dig in. I know we have like some meetings coming up for our NASCAR content here at RG and so it's like, all right, NASCAR is right around the corner. So everyone knows I get excited it's, for it's NASCAR. February, well, is the, is the, what's, what's the, is, there's a big one in February, right? Yeah, it's the week after the Super Bowl. So the Daytona 500 like, is always. Daytona, yeah. Yep. So. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. So right around the corner for NASCAR. So I'm pumped about that. Like you said, baseball is right around the corner. Everybody knows I love baseball. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. We got some playoff football right around the corner. And, um, 
a lot of just great stuff going on in the sports world um just in general here so let's uh we got six games nice little nba slate to get us back hope everyone had a great monday enjoyed new year's day i had some family stuff um so um did not record a morning grind for monday because of the family stuff that i had going on so hope everyone had a great monday Let's jump in, have some fun, and let's talk some hoops. We get started with Chicago at Philadelphia, 223.5 total in this game. Philly's an 11-point favorite. Chicago is still without Craig, Levine, and Vooch. And then on the Philadelphia side, Embiid is back. Melton is out. Um, so we'll talk about that in a second. Let's start here with the Chicago side. What, if anything, do we like here for the Bulls? I don't know, man. I mean, Drummond's 8,200 now. And, I mean, you know, obviously had a down game against Indiana. Comes right back against Philly and uh, torches them. But Mr. Embiid is back, buddy. And so I <laughs> – Big difference. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't – I don't really feel great about this situation um, with the Bulls. Kobe White's price has come down for what it's worth, I, you know. His, his upside is – I still think it's there. Um, I, I don't mind rolling him out one more time at 7,600 just to see. But realistically, I'm not thrilled about the Bulls. Like, with the feedback, this totally changes the situation. Yeah, like, Philadelphia is a great rebounding team. So, I mean, Drummond the other night getting 20-plus rebounds is definitely just no Embiid on the floor. Um, so, I don't look for him to go out and have a big rebound game. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets like 15 boards though. So what else does he need if he gets 15 boards, right? 15 boards, 20 points, couple, you know, couple block steals type numbers that puts him in that like 50 point range at 8,200. Like in large field tournaments, I, I think that Andre Drummond is still playable um, just in general. Yeah. He's just such a huge point per minute producer but, like, I think we need to temper our expectations if we're going to game log look at what he did the other night against Philadelphia. Um, huge difference with Embiid coming back in this game. But he's probably my favorite player from Chicago. I, I mean, and I, it's it's crazy. Um, it's I, I think not, there were, we, like, we, we were used to paying 9 and 10K for Drummond when he had starters minutes every night. So, yeah. I'm not – it's not out of the realm of possibility for him to just go out here and drop another 50 spot. Like that's, that's well within the cards here. Yeah. I mean, and like for me, DeMar is okay. Um, I, I lean like I've, I, I probably lean like Kobe white. Um, if I was going to play one of those two guys, um, I mean, I like the minutes for Patrick Williams. He's just not a huge fantasy point producer. And once you get past that, it's it's still really spread out. I think Caruso is an okay play. I, I think he's more of like a, a five to six X guy than like an eight to nine X guy. Um, so it's just not the best spot in the world. Um, let's go to the Philly side. The other thing, like not only like is Embiid coming back here, the other night against Chicago, Batum returned, played 19 minutes. Um, so that's something to note as far as like Ubre is concerned. Like, does Batum potentially go back into the starting lineup here and hurt Ubre a little bit? Um, Embiid coming back hurts everybody, <laughs> but um, oh, Melton yeah. being out, oh. big time, <laughs> yeah, Melton being oh, out is another boy. piece here. Like, 
you know, do they leave a, a guy like Batum? Do they bring Batum back in the starting lineup and leave Ubre in the starting lineup kind of thing? Does Maxi see more production now that Embiid's back? Um, what are your thoughts here on Philadelphia? So my thoughts are with Embiid back. Now, Melton being out, I think, does – it might change things slightly, Stevie. But generally speaking, like Max is at 9K, which is about where he's been. Uh, Tobias is priced up a little bit compared to where he would be if Embiid was playing. So I think, so I think generally speaking, Tobias's upside is gone, right? And when I say upside, I'm not saying like in real life he won't score score 15, seven, and three or something. But like in terms of pure upside, his is gone. Ubre probably has still had some upside because even though Embiid's there, he's still going to get his you know 12 to 15 shots. So it's a matter of if he's hitting shots that night, then, you know, maybe maybe at 5,800 he can go, you know, blow past that in terms of point per dollar. I just think, man, it's, it's the Embiid show at 11K, and I think you just plug him in. And if somebody else beats me from this team, Stevie, they can go ahead. But I, I still think Embiid is the alpha here. I will note that, with Melton off the floor, Tyrese Maxey sees the biggest usage bump. It's 6.7% usage bump um, for Maxey with Melton off the floor. And uh, only 200 of those minutes are with Embiid. So it's still, I mean, like, okay, let's let's take Melton off the floor and add Joel Embiid on the floor on court IQ really quick. Um, and that biggest bump goes to... It's really close to like Embiid. Um, so there's not a huge bump for Maxi unless he's going to get a lot of run with like Embiid off the floor. Um, do we think do we think Joel comes back and plays normal minutes here? Um, it was an ankle sprain. I mean, that's uh, if he plays normal minutes, does he just smash Andre Drummond in this spot? Like, you know, those are all questions yeah. we should be asking ourselves. I think Drummond, remember Drummond and Embiid had a little bit of beef until Drummond went to Philly. So does yeah. this beef increase again? Maybe not because they've been teammates. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I, I still think I have to just give the nod to Embiid. He, he's he scored on everybody. So it, listen, he, he's kicking butt and taking names out there. <laughs> yeah, and Richie wants to know who starts for Melton. I think. Batum goes back in the starting lineup and Ubre starts for Melton. Um, would be my guess, but I could be wrong. They have like they have Patrick Beverly too, but I assume like they want Beverly on that second unit. So I think Batum goes back in the starting lineup, and yeah. All right, San Antonio. What's weird, Will? Like we talk about all these like late games. Um, like being like the slate being interesting because of the late games and how we have like these like standalone eight games. Like today's slate is weird because we have one seven o'clock game and then we go all the way to eight o'clock, so no seven thirty games, and then we have two ten o'clock games. So it's a very spread out slate. Um, don't count your winnings too early on this slate. We got San Antonio at Memphis, two thirty-two and a half total in this game. Memphis a twelve point favorite. Bassey and Collins out for San Antonio. Adams and Clark out for Memphis. We should note that like Memphis is starting to get healthier and healthier as far as their overall roster is concerned. Still a 12-point game here. Um, any interest in San Antonio? Man, Stevie, I mean, boy, do I want to play some Victor Wimbanyama 
But boy, are they limiting his minutes right now, Steve. I mean, it's like he's got a 25-minute cap almost. I don't I don't know if you've been like tracking it like actively, but I've been just trying to see are they going to, you know, one game give him 27, then maybe 28. Like, I mean, they're just holding firm here, Stevie, in mid-20s right now. And the price is coming as come down, but like I I can't play Victor. Um, you know, Devin Vassell has been seeing, you know, some, some, some run here in the thirties and he's been okay. Um, they've done some weird things with Keldon when he's played and kind of have him coming off the bench, but still playing 30 plus minutes. I, I just don't like what the Spurs are doing right now, Stevie. And I feel like I don't want to get popped. So I think if I just actively avoid the Spurs most nights, Going to be perfectly fine until we get some normalcy back going on with this this lineup. I think in large field tournaments you could play Wimby, just because if you do get that thirty minute night, he crushes. Um, yeah. I mean, this is a guy in twenty four minutes can put up fifty plus fantasy points. Um, he's that talented on the defensive end of the ball. So when you have guys like Ja that are going to drive the basket a lot. Maybe this is a spot you take a take the risk, but I was looking. I, I I've been following the situation too. Um, so they've been doing these like stints with Wimby, where he plays like five to six minutes, and then he checks out, and then he starts the next quarter and he checks out. So the other night against Boston, he played thirteen first half minutes. He did his seven minute stint in the third quarter. Check back in the fourth quarter. The game was a twenty eight point game. So they were losing by 28 points to start the fourth quarter the other night. And he still ended up playing like a three-minute stint before he got taken out of that game because it was, I think, like 33 or something when I was looking at it. If the game... like if the, I was just going to say, like, if the game stays close, do they give him that extra, like, four minutes in the fourth quarter where he gets that, like, seven-minute stint in the fourth? I don't know. That's the yeah. question we're all going to be asking. Right, right. I'm not sure, but here's what I think, Stevie, in my mind. I think this is their version of load management for him for his rookie season. And and we know the Spurs and Pop are notorious for doing this. I think they know he's going to win rookie of the year unless Scoot Henderson suddenly just like, and he has gone on a tear here recently, but I'm saying he's going to have to like start scoring 30 a game every game to win. I think Wimby's a shoe-in for Rookie of the Year, even playing 25 minutes a game. And maybe, just maybe, Stevie, they're going to load-manage him all the way through the All-Star break and just try to keep him keep him healthy and let him finish a season. Like, you know what I mean? And then next year, he'll probably go through a full NBA season of workouts, probably put on a few more pounds of muscle. He's the thin guy, but... You get what I'm saying? And then next year, he's back up to 30 minutes, and then they'll see if he can handle 30 minutes. That's how I feel about it. Just be, And I know he had a little injury, so they held him out, but it's very weird. I don't – that those, those are my thoughts. But all in all, I don't, I don't really like what they're doing. And I'm with you. Wimby in 25 minutes – I mean, 27 minutes could absolutely put up 50 fantasy points. So, large feel I'm with you on Wimby. I don't think I want to play anybody else, though. I mean, if you're the Spurs, right, you are basically saying, hey, we want a lottery pick already. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, they 
like, listen, I know we're like 30 to 35 games into the season, but you can't tell me right now the Spurs are already saying we want a lottery pick. Well, they're not playing their guys full minutes. And like, do you blame them? Like, do, do you blame them? They have a really young core with Wimby, Vassell, Sohan, um, Jones. Yeah, so they have this young core, and, like, say they can add, like, um, gosh, could you imagine if they added Saar to that, the dude from France that everyone's kind of projecting to go first in the draft this year? Or, like, a a Holland add, like, another wing-type player? Like, I I don't know, man. Yeah. Here's my thing, Stevie. And I'm not saying this to make you feel good. I'm saying it because it's it's true. I, this situation is starting to remind, to remind me of two young teams that are suddenly putting it together. And I don't think they're going to win a championship, but I think they're they're getting close to something here. The Magic and the Thunder. Yeah, they just kept building these young teams, and yeah, they had to go through some rough seasons, but all of a sudden. It's but, like, hey, we're almost here. We're almost there. But like, you think about those two markets you just mentioned. I'm a Magic fan. Like, we can't get a superstar to come to Orlando. Uh, I right. mean, it's just, and, and like, you have to do it through the draft. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, when you when you mention the Thunder, just look how good like Philadelphia did it. Philly yeah. did it. I, I mean, yeah. so and they're in a major market. But, yeah, to, to all this to say, like, I think if you're playing Wimby, you're kind of expecting 25 minutes-ish. You're hoping in large-field tournaments you get that, like, 30-minute game. Yeah. But you're not you're not shocked if you get a 20-minute game. So, like, the range of outcomes for Wimby, massive. The rest of the San Antonio team goes into my 2023 uh, folder where it's really hard to play any of these guys. Um, it's like San Antonio is a team that I didn't play at all last year. Wimby changes that for sure. When people are out, it changes it. But like, they're just not even competitive to these games. They're just not even competitive. Yeah. Memphis side of this game. Uh, like I mentioned, Memphis getting healthy, an incredible spot for John Moran. If this game were to remotely stay close, um, San Antonio has been one of the worst defensive teams against point guards this season. They're a bad defensive team. Regardless, they allow a ton of fantasy points per game to opposing point guards. Um, what do you like here for Memphis? Yeah. Don't, don't hate John Moran and large field on the six game slate, Stevie, where, you know, he could absolutely flash some upside. Uh, I'm with you, though. As this team continues to get healthy, we might start seeing some form of a redistribution of production. Obviously, we know Jaw's going to be there. I think Marcus Smart being there is going to to help them, but I do think he's going to eat into, you know, some of these guys. Now, Desmond Bain is probably one of those guys, Stevie, long-term, but Desmond's been doing it recently in other ways, Stevie, as, like, getting rebounds, getting assists, but Typically, we, we rely on Desmond Bain for big scoring performances in the you know mid-20s, and we might not see that. So maybe Bain is kind of the, the odd man out here, but definitely I don't hate Ja against the Spurs. Like, this is a good spot. I feel like Jaron Jackson Jr. is a little bit too cheap, Stevie. Still taking uh, shots in the mid-teens. You know, and he can have some of those 24 performances, real points, but what we're going to need from him is the, the defensive stats. And so 
I guess I don't hate it against the Spurs and what should be a, a, a pretty easy defensive matchup for them. Um, but all in all, it's just jaw for me with Memphis as well. Yeah, I think Ja, um, he's someone I'm definitely going to be looking at, like, his three-point prop um, in this game. I think this is a good three-point prop spot. I hope it comes in at, like, one and a half. I highly doubt it will, but... Um, it's usually hopefully... around one and a half, I think, for him. Yeah, I just don't know if it's going to come in at one and a half against the Spurs. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope so. Um, I, I feel like this is a good spot for, like, a point prop or, like, a three-point prop here. Um because he's 9,700 and we don't expect the game to stay close. It's hard to run it back with the Spurs players. If you're playing Wimby, I think you run it back with um, a John Moran or a Triple J. Desmond Bain is someone that has like, sneakily been really good with his like point rebound assist recently. Like Four of his last five games, he's hit his point rebound assist prop. So just kind of watch that one. See what it comes in at. I checked um, before the podcast and saw nothing as far as props up for this game yet so i'll be paying attention to that i just wanted to point it out um yeah let's move on we got boston at okc talking about that thunder team 239 and a half total here boston's a three-point favorite nobody on the injury report for either team healthy teams going at each other what do we like here for boston and boston on the road should be a competitive spot here for them um once again, man, I like Jalen Brown, but and I like Tatum. Um, I just think everybody's priced appropriately, Stevie. I'm just, I mean, Tatum's not going to flash upside consistently right now. Like they just got too many good players, and so I don't, I don't really want to play anyone from Boston. Like Porzingis is 8K, Derek White 7700. I mean, everybody's where they should be. Yeah, so it's a good, like, it's a great game. Oh, this game's <laughs> going to be fantastic. So, like, I'm okay with having the tournament mentality of this game's going to be great. I want some exposure. Because as far as basketball games are on this slate, this is probably the best basketball game on the slate. So if you are thinking uber competitive game, starters get 35-plus minute type of game, they show up and like this is a one of those types of games. I think Tatum is the guy for me because I think Tatum has the highest ceiling on Boston. I don't want to necessarily sleep on like how bad of a rebounding team the Thunder are. So like maybe Porzingis gets into that like double double category in this game, which gives him that like 50 plus point upside type game because like we know Porzingis is gonna get some shots up. But it, it's all about, like, he, he kind of hovers in that, like, 7 to 12 rebound range. If we can get that, like, 10 rebound game and he gets his, like, 25 points, he's he's a guy that will add a couple assists, steals, blocks. To, so I think in large field tournaments, Porzingis is really interesting here. Um, if you're and not going... Porzingis has been rebounding better lately. Like, earlier this yeah. season, I mean, we were taking him less than 7.5 and, and hitting it frequently yeah now it's just not the case um and then like i hate the fact that like Derek white's price has gotten to the point oh. where he's just like so unplayable um but i i love what he's been doing recently um his usage has been great but it's so hard to pay 7700 for Derek white um the thunder side and play 
Yeah, I mean, in the Thunder side of this game, like if you think this game is going to be super competitive, like you you got to play some SGA um, because he's the guy that he's the he's the oiled machine here. Um, I don't mind Holmgren. Like my problem with Holmgren is like they're very careful with his minutes. Still, SGA they'll roll him out thirty eight minutes in a close game. So yeah. I like SGA in this spot, and then it kind of gets murky after that. Maybe a little bit of Jalen Williams at sixty eight hundred. Yeah, I Stevie. Let me just say from a real basketball perspective, SJ's is out here scoring thirty plus almost every night. It's insane. Like, yeah, almost every night. And, and Steve, and this year, Stevie, he's not just scoring. Typically, he's giving you peripherals. So, like thirty four, five and seven, thirty four, six and nine, thirty six, seven and eight, forty four and three. 24, 4, and 6 in a game that, that ended up being somewhat of a blowout. Like, I, I just – he's playing great, and I think he's on that superstar level. And really, Steve, he probably should be 11K by now, and they still won't price him up. I mean, he's cranking out 60-point performances frequently, uh, high 50s at the least. So uh, I like him, and, you know, he's mainly the guy that, that I want to play as well. You talked about Jalen Williams, J-A-L – and you know he's another guy that's that's going to get minutes, but I hate this in this in this type of game. But I, I think it's just SGA. Yeah, I, I I don't necessarily like even hate it. Um, I think that's just the right answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean. If you're like consistently searching for ceiling on the Thunder, you're consistently playing SGA or Holmgren. I mean, it's as simple as right. that. Like last year, we saw Josh Giddy have some like ceiling games, but like his ceiling seems to be capped around forty, which is fine at fifty six hundred. It's just it's hit or miss with him. Brooklyn at New Orleans, two thirty and a half total in this game. The Pelicans a six and a half point favorite on the Brooklyn side. Um, Simmons and Walker are both out, and on the New Orleans side, Trey Murphy is questionable. Ryan's out. Um, let's start with here with Brooklyn. What do you like here for the Nets? Well, let's talk through this theory because uh, I think Dinwiddie is still in play. Like his minutes seem to be intact. Uh, Stevie, they moved Cam Thomas to the bench the other night. Yep. And uh, he only played 20, and I was like, okay, here it comes. And, and But, Stevie, look at how the site's adjusted. They priced him down to 6,200 quickly, which is what they should have been doing anyway all season. So now that we have him moving to the bench, I don't mind playing Mikel Bridges. I don't mind playing Dinwiddie. Uh, getting close to the point, Stevie, where we can probably play those guys together now because of, because of the pricing. Like, you know – We've got Mikhail at 72, so I, I don't hate that as long as he's going to get big minutes. Uh, Cam Johnson seems to be, you know, kind of the next man that's going to play mid-30s minutes at 6K. I'm not thrilled about the price on him. Like, I'm not as excited about that per se. But at least we know the minutes are there. And then Claxton, you know, he played 37 minutes against OKC, 30 against Washington. Stevie, I think this is what we were looking for. Give us stable 30s. At 6,800, I'm willing to roll him out there. He's a guy that has some upside. I'm just going to say that I like Cam Thomas so much more coming off the bench than I did when he was with the starters. Yeah. He basically comes in and gets to shoot everything. everything. He had a 34% usage rate in the game the other night against the Thunder. And, like, 
he the fourth quarter was kind of out of it, but he played he played um, eleven minutes in the first half. He had nineteen and a half fantasy points. Yes. So I, I just yeah, I think like his second team usage is going to be fantastic. Bridges had twenty four fantasy points in the first quarter of the other night when they moved Cam Thomas to the bench. Kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. So <laughs> I just. A lot to kind of digest here with Brooklyn. Their rotations have been frustrating all season because they have these talented players, and it's just like, let's let's see what you got. They played Claxton 37 minutes. They played Bridges 37 minutes. They played Dinwiddie 37 minutes, and they played Cam Johnson 35 minutes the other night. This is what we've been asking for all season on Brooklyn, and it just makes them so much more playable in DFS and in props and pick them and all that stuff. So... Now, with all that said, the New Orleans matchup, not the best, but I do think Claxton is someone, if we're going to see this type of minutes from Claxton, we got to play this guy. Um, The minutes are just too good. So he's probably my favorite play from Brooklyn. I like the price on Bridges. I'll definitely, um, you know, consider him in like my main build here. And then, like I said, I like Cam Thomas coming off the bench so much more, so much more. Um, it's going to be way more usage and way more shots. He like he he was the guy. He was the guy in that second quarter for the first five minutes of that second quarter the other night. Granted, it is a one game sample size, and I get that. But DSJ, Finney Smith, Royce O'Neal are on the floor with Cam Thomas and Claxton. It's going to be those two guys. We want to see that early checkout for Claxton in the first quarter where he comes back and he plays the whole second quarter. That's when we get our upside. I think this is what we're looking at here for Brooklyn. Uh, New Orleans, what do you like here for the Pelicans? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, Stevie, it looks like Zion has, you know, figured out how he's going to do his thing on this team now at 7,800. Um, if they're going to play him 35 minutes, I'm going to consider it. Like, and, and he's starting to do it all, Stevie. So at one point he was just scoring, wasn't rebounding well. But now, like if you look at the past few games, 28 and 8, 23 and 11, 21 and 10. Only 26 and four against the Lakers, but they just kind of were in control of that game, Stevie. So it just, he didn't have to do much, but he, but he chipped in six assists in that game, still grinded his way to 38 fantasy points. So Zion at 7,800 is getting interesting. And Stevie, I started loading up on Zion rookie cards recently for the low. So I hope he can just start tearing it up here 
um, get, you know, man, if they can, if he can make an all-star team somehow and get to the playoffs, Stevie, we, we might have some, some nice profits on the way for some Zion rookies <laughs> where the price plummeted. Uh, shameless plug by me. Uh, CJ McCullough at 71, not thrilled about it. Brandon Ingram has kind of been the stabilizing forces, Stevie. He's been the guy that's been putting up the nice performances here, even with all of these guys playing. And so that's kind of what I like to see. If we're going to get Brandon Ingram at 8,100, putting up you know close to 50 fantasy points and 50 fantasy points in some of these spots, I'm okay with rolling him out there uh, if he's going to continue to be uh, the alpha dog. Now, once again, we'll see C.J. McCollum pop here. Past two games, 39 fantasy points, 48 fantasy points. Will we see it again? I'm unsure. But Brandon Ingram seems to be the guy on this team right now. And uh, I, I don't hate he, – I, I think I think people don't want to play him at that price because they have the pieces, but I think he's worth it. Love what he's doing right now on the defensive side of the ball, um, Brandon yeah. Ingram. You can currently get his over uh, – like, I, I know this is on the Hard Rock. Um, so, like, my Florida people, what's up? Um, I think the hard, hard Rock's in a few other states. But right now, I'm currently betting this right now. That's why I, I know this. But you can get Brandon Ingram – over one and a half steals and blocks at minus one twenty. Um, so yeah, that's great. Yeah, just bet that. And I mean, this is a guy that's just so actively defensive right now. He's he's beat this number in four straight, five of his last six. Brooklyn turns the ball over. Um, like this spot. I think Brandon Ingram's a high DFS upside play too. I, I like your Zion call, but I think Ingram's the guy. And Ingram has that like nice shooting guard, small forward um, eligibility. So. And like you mentioned, CJ's going to have those nights he gets hot. When he has those games and he gets hot, sure, he can crush. Um, So, like, if you're, like, a 150 entry guy, like, you're probably playing CJ McCollum every slate he's on, knowing that you're hoping for that, like, 10% game. (laughs) I mean, um, my question to you is, if Trey Murphy sits in this game, who do we think benefits the most? In my mind, I feel like right at the top of my head, it's Alvarado. But are, are they going to try to play Dyson Daniels? Like, that's the, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, in my head, I'm like, got to be Alvarado, right? But Dyson Daniels was getting nice minutes earlier in the year. And then, of course, now they've gotten back healthy. They've kind of just fell off. Alvarado's, you know, still playing in that 12 to, let's call it 12 to 15 minutes. Maybe Alvarado gets 20 minutes here. He got 20 minutes against the Lakers with Murphy out on, I think it was Sunday. But the one that I don't, I don't know if it was just like matchup based or what, but Herb Jones played 29 minutes the other night with Trey Murphy out against the Lakers. He's 4,900. If he was going to get that, I mean, that's somewhat interesting. I don't know if I necessarily pulled a trigger. I would prefer it be Alvarado. I think Alvarado getting 25 minutes gives me more upside. Um, but like Larry Nance has played 20 plus minutes in back to back games. Yeah, he just came back a couple games ago. So Najee Marshall's played like 20 minutes. Um, <sighs> these guys are cheap. Large field tournament value plays, if we don't get a lot of value opening up on the slate, I think um, is how I would look at some of these cheap guys if Murphy ends up sitting. All right, speaking of value, we got Charlotte at Sacramento, 233.5. Your Hornets are um, a 15.5-point dog here 
going into Sacramento on the back-to-back. Um, Hayward's tell, out. Tell them that, tell them that they're, they're underdogs against Denver tonight. Could you do that for me? <laughs> um, Hayward's out, and Terry Rozier missed Monday's game, which you were talking about. And Mark Williams was out for Monday's game. So we'll kind of have to see. I think the biggest thing we'll be watching here is if Rozier plays or not. And his was just an illness. So illness, not, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are what are our thoughts here when it comes to Charlotte? Uh, Got to wait to see our Rozier. If Rozier is out, like, leaving Denver, going to Sacramento, tough game tonight anyway, even if it's been tight. I just don't see how they keep up in this game if Terry's out for a second night in a row. And I know, you know, this is an NBA team. We got guys that will step up, but Sacramento's just better than Charlotte. Come on, guys. And th- and this is not me being a homer. This is just me being realistic about the situation. I, I don't see how Charlotte keeps up here. Um, if Rozier is out, I think Ish Smith possibly gets 25 minutes. I'm not tracking this game because, you know, we're live, but I will track it after we're off. Um, Maybe they they get creative here. Um, You know, Brandon Miller, he's 6,700. I I think that's too expensive. I I don't think I want to play anyone from Charlotte unless Rozier plays. If Rozier plays, I'm probably just interested in Rozier. So, minute to go, 21-point game right now. Denver's winning by 21. Um, Oh, great. Great. And, and so right now, with a minute to go in the third quarter, Ishmith's at 23 minutes, Miller's at 30, Richards is at 26, and Bridges is at 27. So, guys, I think that gives us a good idea of what to expect. Yeah. Um, if Rogier sits, I think Ishmith is very solid here at 4,300 going up against Sacramento. I don't necessarily love this game. If Rogier plays, I have way more interest in this game. Um, I would have interest Listen, in Rozier he if he's back. Get tasty. Yep. Um, because so, I mean, he's the one guy, Stevie, that can legitimately keep us afloat in games. Like he can he can score. He can put up enough points to just keep us hanging around, and then maybe we make a little run or something. So I, if he plays, I'm interested. I think the other name that I'll throw out there is Martin at 5100. Um, I, I think if Rozier sits, you could potentially take a little bit of Martin. But if the game turns into a blowout, I wouldn't be shocked if like McGowan's gets run, like Nick Smith gets run, guys like that. So got to be careful with Charlotte on this slate. Uh, the Sacramento side, I mean, if this game stays remotely close, the bonus is going to smash. Um, they don't have anybody to guard this guy. Yeah, yeah, he he's going to dominate. Like, and I think I think I had. And I don't know if you said this, Stevie, or someone else said it. Like Charlotte's been, you know, just giving it up, giving up gobs of fantasy points, rebounds, and the like to big men for feels like the past ten years now. And that's not an exaggeration. It's it's the truth. We're, we're just getting beat up inside, and uh, so Sabonis so is squarely in play here. Um, you know, if if you think this game gets out of hand. Like, I think at that point, Stevie, you might want to consider some Trey Lyles. You may want to consider um, uh, Malik Monk, even though he's 6,100. Like, these guys, Malik could get extended run here. If he gets to 25 minutes in a blowout, all minutes aren't created equal, he could squeeze out 40 fantasy points. Like, it's, it's not an exaggeration. He could squeeze out 40 fantasy points in a soft matchup 
getting garbage minutes late or garbage minutes from the third into the fourth quarter, Stevie. Eight minutes for him could be 15 fantasy points. So um, I, I I like this spot for Sacramento. And obviously I didn't overlook De'Aaron Fox, but just I, I think Sabonis is the best play if I had to choose between the two. I think I prefer Sabonis so much more than Fox in this matchup, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if Fox smashes. But the game gets out of hand. I think Malik Monk outscores Fox if we're looking like point per dollar. I could see yeah. Malik Monk having a really good game here and being a difference maker in tournaments for, what, $3,500 less than yeah. Fox. So, I mean, no one's going to tell you not to play Fox in this spot because no. Charlotte is just a team that's awful this season defensively. And, like, potentially Rozier being out makes them worse. But, I mean, they're they're ranked 30th in defensive rating for a reason this year. Um, they have surpassed Washington. And, yeah, I mean, like, this is a great spot for Sacramento. Charlotte stinks defensively. And they're on the back-to-back. So, Sacramento's going to try to push this pace in this game being at home. And Charlotte's going to have to play faster. So, that's why we kind of want Rozier to play in this game. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, we finish it with Orlando at Golden State, 231.5 total here. Warriors, a three-and-a-half point favorite um, on the Orlando side. Fultz is questionable. Ingles and Isaac out. Green still out for Golden State. Have we been updated on Draymond? Do we know um, how long his ban or, like, suspension is? Um, has it been said? Um. Well, and, and look, this is just from the um... – DraftKings stuff, but they they were saying eleven to thirteen games is probably like in the range, but it's indefinite. So I think if he doesn't meet the requirements, then it could be longer than that, which mm. is why I think they said in, in, indefinitely. And that came from Woj, by the way, um, who is probably one of the top NBA reporters in the freaking world right now in terms of getting actionable information. So. Um, He's just out until, you know, until, until the NBA, until they <laughs> say he'd come back. Yeah. yeah. I was just, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's it. talk. Let's talk about my, my Orlando magic here. Um, still seeing Wendell Carter's minutes kind of limited. Fultz being questionable potentially helps a little bit here. Um, Banchero just continues to be uber consistent. I think this is a, a spot we could see Banchero have a, a decent game. What are your thoughts here on the Magic? So, Stevie, here are my thoughts on the Magic. I've, I've kind of been waiting for this. I want to get your humble opinion. They have been limiting Wendell Carter. Don't get me wrong. He crept up to around 24 minutes against Phoenix. Stevie, do we see him get to 25, 26? So, like, if I, I feel like at 5,200, Stevie, it's time to start pulling the trigger. Even in 25 minutes, he could hit some upside. If he gets 27 minutes, like now we're we're in that territory where they're probably going increase, to increase his price. I love Wendell Carter Jr. for large field tournaments at this price coming down to 5,200. Uh, you talk about Paolo being consistent. This is a good matchup with the – Golden State Warriors. Now, the Warriors, I think they're 13th in pace, which is obviously above Orlando. So Orlando's 14th. They're, yeah, they're 13th and 14th. Yeah, that's, yeah. so um, 
pretty neutral. Bring pull them up a little bit, but um, I still think it's a good spot for them. Like Franz has been consistent as well at seventy five hundred. Stevie, he's been like a walking forty five fantasy point producer here. Feels like almost every game out of the last ten. That's a slight exaggeration. Haven't been quite that many, but like he's he's been putting up some nice performances. So I don't hate him. And uh, Cole Anthony back down to fifty five hundred, but also the minutes are back down. So. I don't know what happened there. I thought he was playing well, Steven, and then his minutes just fell off a cliff. So uh, it's just Bronze, it's Paolo, and then Wendell Carter Jr., 5200 because I think, Stevie, the price is coming down, a little bit too cheap. want to start attacking that. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch a ton of the Phoenix game. I watch a lot of Magic games. But um, prior, like doing my research of the podcast, I realized that Wendell Carter Jr. came off the bench. They started Goga. Uh, the other night, even with Wendell Carter Jr. active. If they start Goga again, I don't think Wendell Carter plays 30-plus minutes. So I think if you're going to take a shot on Wendell Carter Jr., you want to see him in the starting lineup. Um, That's how I would approach it. If he's coming off the bench, I think they're going to continue to be very careful with him. Um, I'm also going to say that even if he starts, I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked if he plays 25 minutes. the Magic are in a good spot. They have no reason to rush him back. They need him healthy for the, the stretch here. Um, so I think they're going to be careful with him. And, like, Goga's been playing really good defense. So, like, I know he's not, like, a, a guy that can go out and score 20 points, but we got Franz and Paulo. I, I mean, that's where we're getting a lot of our scoring from, and these guards are inconsistently good. <laughs> I mean... Um, <laughs> I think that's the the best way to say it. Like, if we get Fultz back, we know what we're getting out of Fultz. Suggs will score 20 points and then five points the next night, and we see the same kind of production for, like, Cole Anthony. He'll have five points and then 15. So they're just getting production from everywhere. Um, The thing that I want to keep noting is, like, Anthony Black keeps playing more and more. Watch this. Um, Watch this. It's If Fultz comes back, I don't love it, but... I mean, gosh, I think Anthony Black would be your large field like flyer here. Golden State side, man, this is a really good defensive team. Where the Magic struggle continuously is like wings. I like my boy Podsy, man. I I know I talk about this guy all the time. The Magic are good against guards. This is a tough spot for Clay and a tough spot for Steph. Again, Steph is a guy in any defensive matchup, can go out and hit 10 threes. So, yeah. tough tough matchup or not, I get it. But I think, like, if we knew Kaminga would, would, was going to play, like, a 30-minute game, I, I think this would be a great spot for him. Jackson Davis is someone I don't mind, like, taking some tournament shots on, but I hate the fact that he's center only. I, I think this is a spot you potentially take some shots on Podsy. Yeah, I don't hate that. And, and I'm with you on Jackson Davis, like, just the price at 4600 Stevie, like, I mean, this might be a, a, a sweet util spot user here at Get 46. Looney off of this team. <laughs> like, if you're Steve Kerr, just, like, let your young guys play basketball. And I know, like, Jackson Davis is, is finally starting over Looney. It's about time. Yeah. Get Looney off of this team. 
or just keep him on the bench playing back no, up center. Bench. Get this guy off the team. <laughs> we don't need Looney. Let Kaminga and Jackson Davis play basketball. Like, what is Looney really getting you? Um, I okay, backup center minutes. I can I can get on board with that. Um, yeah, if, I mean, he's if he's playing 10, 11 minutes a game, like I'm okay with that. TJD playing thirty. Uh, Kamega playing 30 is because when Draymond comes back, he's gonna play. They pay him too much money for him to not play. So, you know what I mean? It's like at this point, Steve, they're not they're not playing Wiggins as much either, and Clay's been awful. But and Wiggins is back to playing like you know mid upper 20s. But I'm saying at one point he was low 20s minutes. So I'm with you, man. Like I don't mind Looney playing 10, 11 minutes a game. Like he shouldn't be playing 30 minutes when you got TJD who's like. Super explosive, super athletic. Got Let the young kid play, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in terms of who I like in this game, I do like Kaminga. I actually like Curry quite a bit here, but Steve is really more because of that price. 8,800, like, like you talked about, I think that's just, to me, it's a touch too low for any matchup for him. And, you know, I think as long as he's in that price range, I'm interested. I'm very interested in playing him. We should note on the Warriors too. Peyton return um, after I think he missed like twelve games. Moody kind of so got... happy he's back. So happy yeah. he's back. Yeah, just add another mouth defeat in this rotation. Um, uh, so like Peyton is going to be a guy that's going to get defensive minutes. I think if anything, like he takes potential minutes away from like Podzi or Wiggins, um, or maybe even Kaminga. I just it's it's such a like it's such a tough team to figure out. There's so much potential on this team with like Chris Paul and all these guys. It's just kind of figuring it out. In tournaments, I don't mind like the Chris Paul, but like the dude's not going to go out and score 24 points every night. He shot, you know, what he he hit like six threes the other night against Dallas. Um, so don't don't count on Chris Paul to hit six threes every night. So very interesting yeah. slate. It'd be really interesting to see like how the value potentially opens up or doesn't open up on this slate so all right let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here favorite play under 5k to go 7x who do you got for us Ooh, stevie i think we've got some options today believe it or not and i think we're going to keep it in that same game i, I think let's go tjd man i like him he gets 30 minutes here we're we're in business. I knew I shouldn't have even brought him up. <laughs> I was like, I, oh, I was like, I, I'm not going to bring this guy up. Um, I'll switch my so my let's get weird GPP play is under 5k. So I'll put him as my, um, and I'll look for another get weird. Black. No, Civi from San Antonio. Zach Collins is out. They're limiting Wimby's minutes. Um, I think Civi has a chance to play like 20 minutes here at 4100. If he shoots super efficient um, and, and like shoots like 50% from the field, he's a guy that can put up like 25 to 30 fantasy points here. So I think Zach Collins being out is like low key injury news that we really don't expect to affect too much, but it could um, allow him to play a few extra minutes here. Yeah. So what is his name? It's like Mahama Kalisha Vika Via Vili or whatever. I, I'm, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, um, but the San Antonio center. At forty one hundred, uh, over eight oh, K. Mamu, Mamu, last 
I will usually look up how to pronounce something, um, but I'm terrible. Um, I might have it wrong too, but is it Sandro? Sandro Mamuklashvi. That's how Mama Mama. <laughs> like I am, I'm literally um, listening to the how to pronounce, and I still can't say it. Um, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> So give me give me Sandro from not Civi Sandro from San Antonio as my over under five k to go seven x over eight k to go under five x. Who's your bust today? Give me Jalen Brown eighty six hundred. Yeah, um, I could see that for sure. I think Ja is in a fantastic spot today, and if this game stays close, I'm I'm wearing it. But if this game doesn't stay close and Ja scores like thirty, he might not do enough else to get there so um yeah i will i'll say jaw favorite 6x play today um i'm man i think i'm going all the way up man it's kind of chalky give me sga it, it's I, I i don't think people are going to play him but man stevie like he's been balling yeah i don't hate it I, I'm going to hope this Brooklyn change is a real thing. And like, we are going to get Nick Claxton unleashed. Yeah. Give me Nick's Nick Claxton, Nick Claxton to go six X today. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Talked about this guy. Stevie talked about, I like the fact that it seems like he's leading the charge despite all the mouth to feed. Give me Brandon Ingram at 8,100. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, my let's get weird GPP play with Sandro, but will snipe my guy. I'm gonna go Malik Monk. I don't know if he'll be talking or not at 6100, but Excuse give me Malik two. Monk. Yeah, Monk was my I, number two. Yep, I like this spot for him. Oh yeah. Um, any bets? Pick and pay. Pick them plays or pro- I can't speak. It. I I lost. I forgot how to speak. Um. Over the weekend, uh, is there any pick and plays, props, or bets that you like on this slate? Uh, if I can get Ja at six and a half rebounds, I want less. If if that's if that's what happens, I, I, that's what I've been attacking. Give it's at ja six less. and a half. If it's a, yep, give me less. Give me so less. We'll um, we'll go less than. Six and a half jaw rebounds, and we'll use our Brandon Ingram more than one and a half blocks and steals and get us a little two pick play going over there on prize pick. So we got less than John Morant, six and a half more than or rebounds, and then more than one and a half blocks and steals for Brandon Ingram. Also, if you're on the sports books, it's not up on prize picks yet. I just looked, but I like Marcus Smart over 12 and a half points. It's like minus 115. Um, I bet that a little while ago. So like that, that's what I wrote down for my pick. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Negative, my brother. Uh, so good to bring in a new year with you. Happy new year to you and your family and, and everybody else's family out here in RG land. And uh, I will see you later this week, my brother. Yep. See you on Friday for sure. That's going to wrap it up here for today's podcast. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us here on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed, 
we don't i don't have a goal set for this year but we appreciate everyone that has subscribed if you haven't subscribed hit the subscribe button if not it's okay listen to us however you want we appreciate you hanging out with us we'll be back tomorrow talking more nba good luck everyone we'll see you then